Well, I've talked a lot about the riots, the actual physical manifestation of the rage around the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the opportunity for Trump to appoint a third Supreme Court justice. But we've got to talk about the actual important political matter. Can Republicans and will Republicans put someone on the bench and will they do it before Election Day? Should they do it? You see, a lot of people have said that Republicans may be motivated to go vote if they realize we have to win to get that nominee on the bench. And Democrats are also motivated. You got to go out and vote. Otherwise, you're not, you know, Trump's going to get his third appointee. None of those make sense. Republicans have one choice. They must get a Supreme Court justice nominated and confirmed in near record time, 45 days. According to the AP, it takes about 70. You got to do it in 45 before the election for one reason. If you don't do your jobs, Republicans will be upset. Why would they vote for someone who's not doing their jobs? More importantly, the Democrats are highly motivated right now to win. They want to win in the hopes they can block the nomination and they can get their Supreme Court justice to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg. If they lose on November 3rd, it's true. The Republicans can still get an appointee on in their lame duck session, but Democrats will be highly motivated. The only choice is Republicans get it done before election day, but will they? Donald Trump said they must vote without delay on his high high court pick. Mitch McConnell said they will. Lindsey Graham said they will. And of course, all of the Democrats are running out full speed saying hypocrisy. I say Merrick Garland. I say 2016. Mitch McConnell blocked Barack Obama's nominee. But there's actually a good reason for it. And Mitch McConnell's argument is being ignored by the left. His argument was that Republicans got elected into the majority of the Senate during Obama's second term, meaning people wanted to challenge Obama. You don't have to agree with them, but he's basically saying the American people voted for a Republican Senate majority. We will check and, uh, and balance Barack Obama, and thus we won't select his, we, we won't confirm his nominee. Now, you actually have, according to what Mitch McConnell said, you have a Republican majority emboldened in the midterm to enforce Donald Trump's agenda. That's the argument. Not it's it's not necessarily hypocritical. Of course, they may have made some misstatements, but hypocrisy goes both ways. Because in 2016, every Democrat was saying basically the same thing. You must confirm you must. Well, don't take it from me. Let's walk through some of the finer points and see exactly what's going to happen and what Donald Trump said. Trump says you must do this. McConnell and Lindsey Graham are on board. And of course, the left is calling for riots and freaking out. Let's read the story from the AP and we'll get a breakdown of how this is going to work. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com slash donate if you'd like to support my work. There are many ways you can give. I got a PO box if you want to send me some physical stuff, but the best thing you can do, share this video. If you think uh, I do a rational and reasonable job explaining my thoughts and opinions of the news and you think other people should hear this too, sharing is the most important way to help out my channel. But don't forget to like, subscribe, hit that notification bell and stick around as we go through the news. The AP says, Trump to Senate vote without delay. President Donald Trump on Saturday urged the Republican run Senate to consider without delay his upcoming nomination to fill the Supreme Court seat vacated by the death of Justice Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg just six weeks before the election. Wow, man. You want to talk about spicy timing, dude. The White House was making preparations to select a nominee for the seat held by Ginsburg, who spent her final years on the bench as the unquestioned leader of the court's liberal wing. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell 
of Kentucky vowed on Friday night, hours after Ginsburg de- Ginsburg's death, to call a vote for whomever Trump nominated. Democrats said Republicans should follow the precedent they set in 2016 by not considering a Supreme Court choice in the run-up to an election. Of course, you've already heard me explain the actual argument. The left is ignoring what was the left is ignoring the actual core argument from Mitch McConnell. Trump made his view clear in a tweet Saturday. We were put in this position of power and importance to make decisions for the people who so proudly elected us, the most important of which has long been considered to be the selection of United States Supreme Court justices. We have this obligation without delay. Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden said any vote should come after the November 3rd election. Voters should pick the president and the president should pick the justice to consider, Biden said. The impending clash over the vacant seat, when to fill it and with whom, is sure to significantly affect the stretch run of the presidential race, further stirring passions in a nation already reeling from the pandemic that has killed nearly 200,000 people, left millions unemployed and heightened partisan tensions and anger. McConnell, who sets the calendar in the Senate, has made judicial appointments his priority, declared unequivocally in a statement that Trump's nominee would receive a confirmation vote in the chamber. In 2016, McConnell refused to consider President Barack Obama's choice for the high court months ahead of the election, eventually preventing a vote. As the nation learned of Ginsburg's death, Trump was unaware, speaking for more than an hour and a half at a Minnesota rally without mentioning it. He huddled with aides after stepping off stage, but acted surprised when he spoke with reporters moments later, saying he did not know she had died. It's really weird how they frame it that way. Looks like he didn't know. He doesn't need to lie about it. He could have come. Okay, so I don't know if you saw the video. Donald Trump walks over to a reporter and they ask him his thoughts about it. And he, look, he, he looks shocked and he goes, I'm just hearing this. I, 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 wow, I didn't know. And he said she was an amazing woman, led an amazing life. So what? I don't, I don't understand why they're trying to insinuate he's faking it. He could have just walked up and said, I just heard from my aide and I'm, I'm saddened to hear. I don't get it. It makes no sense that the media has to, has to frame everything this way every single time. <laughs> it makes no sense. Well, first, I want to highlight this tweet here. From Karen Tumulty, she said, a Republican pollster just told me that this court fight could motivate young women to turn out this year. They may not vote for Biden, but they will vote for Ruth. Interesting. I said, unless the GOP confirms Trump's nominee before election night, in which case they've already lost the fight. So what? They may get motivated by, I don't know, I guess revenge or retribution. Donald Trump, how dare he fill this Supreme Court seat? We're to come out in force. But it's nowhere near as powerful as fear. As the saying goes, I can run faster scared than you can mad. If the Republicans get the job done, they'll be angry and they won't be running nearly as fast as they would be if they were scared. Right now, they're scared. They know that there could be a six to three conservative majority on the Supreme Court and they are running terrified. But if Trump wins and the GOP confirms the nominee, then they'll just be mad and they're not going to be running nearly as fast. However, in response to my tweet, someone said, this uh, is a Twitter user, Alan. He says, don't buy it. They nominate and riots start. Those women will vote for law and order. Really interesting point, actually. You see, the left is calling for violent riots. AOC called for people to get radicalized. So what would happen if Trump nominates? Yeah, the left are going to go out and riot in force. And regular suburban women are going to be terrified of the, of the violence. And they're going to ask Trump for help. It's going to split them at least down the middle. And it will probably favor Trump because many of the women who are already looking for law and order are probably leaning towards Trump in the first place. These people are vowing to riot. 
And it was a huge mistake, a mistake they will come to regret. Jan Crawford, who could potentially fill the seat? Well, Jan Crawford of CBS says federal appeals court judge Barbara Lagoa of Florida, a Columbia law grad, a law school grad like Ruth Bader Ginsburg and first generation Cuban American has emerged as one of the top SCOTUS contenders. Shortlist also includes Judge Amy Coney Barrett, Deputy White House Counsel Kate Comerford Todd. It may be Barbara Lagoa because Republicans do want to have legitimate diversity. As much as the left won't tell you this, they do. That's why at the RNC, they did put up what the left would call marginalized voices. What did the left do? Insulted them and called them tokens. I think Republicans recognize that you've got a lot of moderate people in this country. They want to recognize that we are a melting pot and it's politically expedient for them to find someone who is ideologically on board with conservatives, but fits the roles that Democrats want to see. Look, I'm just going to be honest with you. I think the Democratic Party is embracing overt racism with their identitarian policy, critical race theory. And so they'll look to a nominee and say, woman, female, Cuban, good enough for me. Whereas the conservatives are saying, what does she believe? And what, you know, what, what are her positions in terms of the Constitution? Of course, there are a lot of leftists who don't care and will pretend to care about racism. And then they'll call someone like Candace Owens, who's black, a white supremacist, or someone like Ben Shapiro, who's Jewish, a Nazi. Yeah, they don't act the consistency, not a strong point. But it does seem politically expedient for them to play up to the to the left's own demands. But putting on a conservative seems quite, uh, seems rather clever. Now, the left is trying to highlight Mitch McConnell's hypocrisy. But Mitch McConnell said it. Look, I, I'm not a fan of this guy. OK, but he put out a statement and you need to address his legitimate argument. Last night, Mitch McConnell said the Senate and the nation mourn the passing of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the conclusion of her extraordinary American life. My full statement. His first paragraph honors Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And with tremendous respect, I will thank Leader McConnell for uh, for absolutely uh, paying his respects to uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She was truly an incredible woman. And I think, you know, anybody who wants to play games and be disrespectful to those who've dedicated their lives in service of this country, I, I think that's uh, it's inappropriate. We disagree politically, but we have to recognize that we are fighting together for the soul of our nation and that everybody is trying to make the world a better place. Now, of course, you have zealots on both sides. The left is pretty much dominated by them right now, something the Trump base only has substantially less of. It's a tendency, right? It's like an 80-20. Of course, the left will tell me I'm crazy and I'm wrong. I'm sorry. That's just the way I see it. Mitch McConnell said in the last midterm election before Justice Scalia's death in 2016, Americans elected a Republican Senate majority because we pledged to check and balance the last days of a lame duck president's second term. We kept our promise. Since the 1880s, no Senate has confirmed an opposite party president's Supreme Court nominee in a presidential election year. By contrast, Americans reelected our majority in 2016 and expanded it in 2018 because we pledged to work with President Trump and support his agenda, particularly his outstanding appointments to the federal judiciary. Once again, we will keep our promise. President Trump's nominee will receive a vote on the floor of the United States Senate. And I will tell you this. These comments are meaningless to me. And so are the comments from the left. I don't care. The Republicans won. Get over it. They get their nominee and they can confirm him. That's how it works. Barack Obama, he appoint, he nominated Merrick Garland. Too bad. 
The United States elected a Republican Senate. Those are the rules we all agreed to. And just because the population of California has exploded in the past several decades does not mean they should get more power over other states. Stop moving to California if you have an issue with how the system works. We all knew the rules before they started. Many people on the left are ignoring the fact that Biden, Obama, and all of their allies were saying, if is if it is an election year, no matter what, you gotta push through that candidate. You must appoint Barack Obama's nominee. You know what I see from this? I see both sides will just say what they need to say if it makes sense. However, you see, at the time they said, push through the nominee. McConnell said, you do not have a Senate majority. Today, McConnell does. I'm sorry. If I were to adjudicate, I would say the argument from the Republicans makes more sense. Think about it. Barack Obama nominates somebody. Let's say they went to a confirmation hearing. They'd vote it down. They'd be like, we do not approve. What a waste of time for everybody. So that's just the way it is. If the Republicans win, what can you do about it? This is how elections work. And in response to this, the left is acting like, you know, the, 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 the seats are being stolen. No, you just lost. Trump won. The Republicans won. But they're a minority. Yet we're not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic with democratic electoral processes. <laughs> That's it. So when you when when the Senate goes Republican, the Republicans get to choose. When the president is a Republican, they both get to choose. And if the Democrats win back the Senate, well, then maybe you can choose next time. That's how the system works. Me personally, I know it's coming. Tom Cotton, you know, he was on the short list for uh, short list for President Trump's uh, Supreme Court nominees. And he said it's time for Roe v. Wade to go. And the left doesn't really know what they're talking about when it comes to Roe v. Wade. It just means the states will decide. But it does mean there will be many states that will decide pro-life. So naturally, they don't want to lose that position. They need to be more I don't know, honest about what it really means. But I'll tell you this. I personally am pro-choice. And so I recognize, you know what? Hey, I'm a liberal. I'm left-leaning independent. I'm not zealous. I recognize we live in a country it's a representative, uh, 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 a representative constitutional republic, and our reps are elected democratically. And sometimes you lose. I'm an adult. I realize this. I am not the arbiter of morality. I don't get to choose what other people do and live by, uh, how they live. And I, I think the best example of this would be check out the Glenn, the, the the podcast I did with Glenn Beck last. I think it was last year, where we we talked about we had a great discussion about pro life versus pro choice, and it ended with us shaking hands and saying, you know, we both think we're we're fighting towards the right direction. We just dis- disagree here, and we have to le- we we have to learn to live together as Americans. And that's exactly it. I know when I bow my head and say, oh, you know, I lost this one. But I'll tell you what's going on now. You want to call for riots? I'm going to vote for the Republican. I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. And guess what that means? It means I don't value what you value in the same way. Okay. If you think Roe v. Wade is the most important thing in the world, and then you call me a misogynist or say whatever, because I don't agree. I'm pro-choice, dude. My issue is the riots. My issue is the, the leftist zealotry and the intersectionality, the identitarianism. I got to set my, my own priorities. So I have my life and my values that I have to, to, to sort through. I'm not going to bend the knee to you because what you think is the most important thing. So you, you know what that means? You lose. That's it. Go and vote if you have a problem with it. And if you don't, you lose. We'll see how this plays out November 3rd. Well, Lindsey Graham has stepped up because Lindsey Graham has a quote where he says, you know, if in 20, if in the end of you know 2020, there is a nominee, you know, to be confirmed, use my words against me. They will not be confirmed, blah, blah, blah. 
The only problem that they're admitting they're, they're leaving out is that in the greater context, he was literally talking about split parties. So in 2016, it was before the midterms. Lindsey Graham tweeted, as to my view of filling a Supreme Court vacancy in 2020, I'd encourage you to review these most recent statements, where in May he said this would be a different circumstance than Merrick Garland. Lindsey Graham straight up said, we're talking about split parties, a, a Democrat president or Republican president with a Democrat Senate or Republican Senate. So what? You know what? I'm just going to stop right there. I don't care. Lindsey Graham could literally come out laughing with a clown nose on going, eh, 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 just jumping up and down and dancing and being like, I can do whatever I want because we won. Woo-hoo, you can't stop me. That's it. The Democrats would do the same thing if they were in power. The Republicans are going to do the same thing. That's the way the game works. Win the vote, then they'll do whatever they want. And then they'll lie to the public to make it seem like they're justified in doing it. Of course, like I said, in this instance, I think the Republicans have a real argument. The Democrats are omitting key context and ignoring their own hypocrisy while accusing the Republicans of hypocrisy. I'm not interested, but I'll tell you what I do find fun. Chuck Schumer's response. We're going to have to dissect this quote and you're going to love it. Chuck Schumer, Senate Minority Leader, said the American people should have a voice in the selection of their next Supreme Court justice. Therefore, this vacancy should not be filled until we have a new president. I'll give you I'll give you a second. And uh, did you catch what he said? He did not say until after the election. Chuck Schumer said the American people should have. <laughs> he said this vacancy should not be filled until we have a new president. So what does that mean? Does that mean if Donald Trump wins the presidency and the Democrats win the Senate, that they won't allow a new Supreme Court nominee until 2025? They didn't say after the election. They said new, he said new president. I love this year. You know, it's really funny. You guys have probably seen at this point, the, the video of the woman screaming 2020, no, what have you done? Man, these videos are, are, are out of line. It's insane what people are saying. I'll tell you what, 2020 has been a crazy year. It's been really, really bad. But at a certain point, all you can really do is laugh. And I know even in the worst of things, what kind of life do you live if every day you hear something bad happens and you dig yourself deeper and deeper into your rage? And that's what I see happening. When I saw that video, of that woman in her car and she's driving and she's like, ah, and she's just screaming at the top of her lungs. I thought that is the mentality of someone who is being wound up tighter and tighter and doesn't know when to just let go. Just let go. Seriously, meditate, chill, do what you got to do. Have a drink, go down to the bar with your friends, play some skee ball, have a, have a couple shots, just chill. You know, the way I respond to stress is I laugh. I do. I learned this when I was a lot younger. And when you, and it's a sign of maturity, you have to recognize this is life. This is the world. Sometimes bad things happen and sometimes they happen a lot like this year. The best you can do is count your blessings and smile for the fortunes bestowed upon you for all of the bad things you experience this year and all of your defeats. You must remember to keep your wits about you to smile and persevere. But these people snapped. It's 2016 all over again. Trump won again. They're like, no. Because I'll tell you the reality. Uh, Donald Trump's going to appoint a nominee. He's, he's going to nominate uh, somebody. It's going to be, you know, uh, this, this, this Cuban-American uh, uh, judge, or it's going to be, you know, this, uh, this uh, Catholic judge. And it's going to be, they're, they're going to be, it's going to be a conservative. 
And that's not going to motivate Democrats. I just I just I just don't believe it will because they'll have already lost the fight. So what do they do? I don't know. They already lost. And so ultimately, I think they'll riot. I think they'll be angry. And that's the point I was making earlier. I can run faster scared than you can mad. So what I see happening is when Donald Trump makes his, his uh, nomination and they move to a point in record time, they've said it. They're going to burn everything down. This is going to terrify and shock the suburbs of which I've left. I'm now in rural. I, I can see mountains. I, like I can see mountains. It's amazing. I'm in the middle of nowhere, relatively in the middle of nowhere, because I don't want to be anywhere near the suburbs because I know it's going to come next. Was I wrong? Well, they're not riding yet. So that's to be seen. But uh, I guess we all kind of knew this day would come when Ruth Bader Ginsburg would pass. Uh, tremendous, strong woman. She fought off cancer and, and pneumonia. Really? Wow. So that, that lady had a, an, a will of steel. Very impressive. But we knew the time would come and we knew the result would be riots because we saw what happened with Brett Kavanaugh. So I said, I'm getting out. But what about all the people left behind? Who are they going to vote for? I, I, I was talking to locals in my neighborhood, uh, my old neighborhood, who are saying that they're sick of the Democrats, they're sick of the riots, they're sick of the lies, and they're sick of the media. And they're voting for Donald Trump, and they're going to vote re- Republican down ticket. For better or for worse, they just didn't care. They're tired of leftist insanity. They're not going to win the suburbs back in this case. This was the greatest gift to Donald Trump times a thousand. I mean, look, for, for you know, for, it, it's, it's, it's sad Okay, and and Donald Trump's reaction to the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg was shock and sadness. With and 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 again, I say this to him. I say this to Biden. I say this to McConnell. With respect to their statements, they honored Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Politically, the Republicans have just gained a ridiculous, ridiculous win. I mean, it's it's absurd. Not only are they going to get a six to three conservative majority in the Supreme Court, but now the left is going to go riot because of their blind rage. And they're going to terrify the suburbs into voting for Trump. They're lining him up to give him everything he wants. Why would they do that? I just don't get it. Well, I think it's really easy, actually. There's no leadership on the left. There's no one telling the party. There's no, I mean, look at, look, the best they could muster was Joe Biden. There's no leadership. The, uh, Obama, what's Obama doing? Nothing. He's out. He's chilling. He's made some statements. Hillary Clinton has as well, but there is no strong Democrat personality. None. The best they have right now, the leader of the Democratic Party is in fact Joe Biden. You know, to be honest, I think it's actually Ocasio-Cortez. As much as the New York Times, David Brooks would try to argue, it's not saying we have a robust and strong center, the new Democrat coalition, center left and moderate Democrats that no one's ever heard of, that have very few followers. The other night, AOC got 1.5 million views on her live stream. That is that is insane. Okay, let me tell you something. I do I do this podcast, this show every day, no days off, doing four hours of content, and I get 100 million uh, listens, downloads, views, whatever per month. But I have to put out a ton of videos. It is rare that I get a video that gets close to a million. In the past, uh, this week, I had one video that hit a million, and for me, I'm like, wow. I did it. And I do this for a living. AOC turns on her Instagram and she goes, get radicalized, everybody. Boom. 1.5 million views. I can't even pull that off. I mean, those are Joe Rogan numbers. Seriously, Rogan does his his podcast on YouTube. Now it's on Spotify, but on YouTube, you'd see between one and two million in the first day. AOC did it overnight. So listen, 
you got to recognize Ocasio-Cortez is a force to be reckoned with. I disagree with her. Give her respect for some of the, some of the things she's accomplished. She certainly knows how to play to the media. She's stronger than Joe Biden is. But think about what she said. I, I went over this in my earlier segment. What did AOC say? Radicalize. Is that going to win the suburbs? No. But that's the message America is going to hear when she reaches 1.5 million people, just like by stamping her fingers. Joe Biden right now has there's a tweet going around. He put a lid on the press pool. He's gone. He will not be campaigning today. And there was shock. People saying, are you kidding me? Joe Biden needs to be out and vocal, telling people, assuring them, I'm here for you. We're going to get the job done. Gone. What is going on with the Democrats? Disarray, chaos, shambles. It truly is remarkable, in my opinion, that at a time when they needed leadership most, uh, Joe Biden, I was going to say Barack Obama, Joe Biden's gone. He's gone. He is gone. So now they're all freaking out. Who is going to tell them to remain calm? Who's going to rally them? No one. The closest we get to it, Ocasio-Cortez. And what does she say? Radicalize. I kid you not. So you know what? No. I say no. I say to the feds, I say to the police, if they come out and they riot, you shut them down. What we saw last night in Portland was truly, truly remarkable. Flanking maneuvers, smoke out. It was nuts. The, uh, the, ICE, the ICE agents, they threw thick, dense smoke and then once Antifa started walking towards him, they flanked around the back and took him from behind, arrested him from from their backs. <laughs> Whatever. The kids won't know what the innuendo there was. That wasn't what I was trying to say. They went around. It's a flanking maneuver. And they ended up arresting these uh, these Antifa guys, rounding them up. If they come to the suburbs, do the same. Do not give them an inch. Shut them down. But either way, as soon as they do, and they will, Trump's going to jump 10 points. We'll see how things play out. A lot of people are worried Democrats are going to cheat. The reason I say it's not Trump cheating is because Trump isn't changing the rules of the election. The Democrats are. But it doesn't matter. The tribes are set. The left is adamant. They're the true silent majority. The Republicans say, no, we are. We will find out, I suppose. Or maybe we won't. Maybe we never will. Maybe no one will accept the results. Maybe we'll see a red mirage. Donald Trump landslides on election night. A week later, Joe Biden wins. Both declare victory. The votes are contested. It goes to the Supreme Court. And uh, Donald Trump's appointee, the deciding vote in favor of Trump. Maybe not. Maybe the Democrats find a way to block this confirmation. And we go to the election with, an eight, with eight Supreme Court justices, a 4-4 split, and no decision on who won. Please, that cannot happen. That will be civil war. Donald Trump and the Republicans must confirm a Supreme Court justice now, 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 now. The best time to do it is now. You can't. I know the next best time is ASAP. First thing, because we cannot allow this election to go to the courts and not have a Supreme Court ready and able. Because that could be that could be civil war. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. over at YouTube.com slash Timcast News. Thanks for hanging out. And I will see you all then. Proving Donald Trump right, the leftists and the liberals could not help themselves. It looks like riots are back on the menu, boys, because people headed down to Portland and they started to act a fool. And the feds crushed these riots with some of the most, I don't want to say brutal, but let's just say decisive and immediate action. The videos posted by Andy Noe of many of the clips down from on the ground in Portland, 
It's actually kind of incredible. But we're not just talking about Portland. As many of you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. It was announced last night. And uh, rest in peace with the utmost respect. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg led an amazing life. Donald Trump gave a, a, a nice heart, uh, heartfelt statement about her career. And uh, she really was. She was a very strong individual who served this country. And even though you may disagree with her, and of course, many people do, her service, you know, uh, she was someone who dedicated her life to this country and what she believed was right. And that is 100% respectable. And now the Republicans had a chance to replace her. And of course, you now have resistance type liberals. The They're not necessarily far left. They're just tribalists screaming, burn it all down. Donald Trump has been handed a re-election silver platter. Now, I don't know if Donald Trump is going to landslide. I know a lot of people like to say Trump landslide, and it may be the case. Uh, there's a lot of reasons to suggest this. I mean, uh, when it comes to the economy, Donald Trump's approval rating is way higher than Joe Biden, or I should say uh, Donald Trump's approval rating on the economy is really, really good. And when it comes to the you know likely voters' thoughts on who would do a better job, Trump wins on the economy. And as you all know, it's the economy, stupid. But Trump does uh, Trump doesn't uh, have some weak points when it comes to health care for the most part. However, Donald Trump has been screaming law and order nonstop for the past several months because the riots won't stop. Now, I'll tell you what made me just basically say, you know what? I'm now a 2A gun owner. I don't want any gun control stuff. I'm done with this. It was the riots. Um, you, you may notice I'm in a different room right now. We're setting up a new studio somewhere else, partly because I don't want to be anywhere near these cities. And I was right. And I, I, and, I, and I told myself this years ago when I left New York City, I said, being in these dense urban centers, is, is, it's a really, really bad idea because I saw the politics. I saw what was going on. I saw the escalation of violence and tactics. And I said, don't want to be surrounded by a bunch of people living in cubicles on top of each other in a place that smells like sour milk. Sounds like a bad idea, right? Plus, you can't defend yourself. And as we all saw during the riots in New York City, there was there was one guy who put out a tweet. He was a leftist. He was a gun control guy. When a fight broke out, I believe it was actually inside his apartment building. He called 911 and they said, sir, the city is under attack. What would you have us do? That's right. The police can't protect you, even in a big city. I got out. And, you know, a lot of people said, Tim, you're exaggerating. You're being hyperbolic. Look at the riots that have taken place in Portland. I know I don't live in Portland. It's just one city. But we've seen riots in Lancaster, Kenosha, etc. They've popped up in many smaller towns, too, that most people don't even know about. And now the far left is active again in Portland, albeit the, the feds. This is amazing. I got I got to tell you, man, the feds smoked out the whole area with a dense, thick fog. You can't see anything. And then police ran up behind Antifa and just grabbed them and started. It was it was I, I was I don't I don't understand why they did this in the first place, but I think now it's because they showed up to an ICE building, a direct assault on a federal building. I wouldn't be surprised if Bill Barr goes sedition on some of these people for attacking the feds. You got to see these videos, man, these people having shields and umbrellas marching like a phalanx towards the police line. Tear gas comes out and then all of a sudden you see behind the, the, the extremists, cop, the, the feds come in and just snatch them up, putting it down, ending it like that. And there's some video of dude getting punched several times on the ground. And I'm like, you're getting in a territory I do not like. But I don't like the rioters. I don't like the extremists. And now here's the big problem. Joe Biden tried disavowing the riots. And guess what? They're yours now, baby, because all of these resistance liberals and high profile blue checks are screaming, burn it down, riot. Do not let them replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Congratulations, good sir.
all your hard effort in saying that you do not condemn. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> well, you don't condemn. I'll put it that way. Joe Biden has tried saying the riot and the violence is bad. Peaceful protests. Congratulations, though. The liberals, your resistance, whatever's and the far left are now in agreement. We riot and they don't agree about anything. I have one one tweet from a from a high profile socialist saying we don't care about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We're not going to vote for Joe Biden. And you got the resistance left saying, burn it all down. This is war. I'm sorry. Democrats own the riots now. You have just handed Donald Trump a gift on a silver platter because they could not help themselves. And that's been the story the entire time, right? The reason why Donald Trump has consistently done well is that they have never stopped to think about their actions. The far left and the Democrats, whatever that weird coalition is the entire time, they haven't actually thought about what they're doing. There's no leadership. There's no unity. And there you go. Because of this, they're they're falling apart. Take a look at this story. Portland protests. You see it just updated in real time. Isn't that interesting? Portland protests resume 11 arrested in unlawful assembly. As the smoke finally clears, demonstrations resume, this time in South Portland. They called for, what did they say? Be be water, spread fire after the uh, smoke from the wildfires was raging. And I guess many people were claiming that the riot stopped because of the wildfires. I don't think so. I think it's because a lot of the organizers got arrested. Well, of course, now, you still had Antifa and Black Lives Matter show up and attack an ICE building. The only thing is there weren't that many there. Yeah, the, the numbers weren't out. Uh, they, they, they had enough people and they were throwing stuff at cops. But no, no big numbers like we've seen in the past. And ICE just crushed it. I think it was obvious it was going to happen. I got to tell you, man, these videos. But check this out. I'll tell you why this is so bad. For, uh, for Joe Biden and the Democrats, they are handing Trump a gift. As many of you have seen, I constantly reference the civics registered voter net, net support for Black Lives Matter. It's at net 9% down from 18 before the George Floyd incident. They have destroyed themselves. But let's bring it to uh, uh, my friend, Mr. Phil that remains on YouTube, who has a nice thread aggregating some of the more insane things the left is saying. And I got to stop right here. Pause for a second. You know what Donald Trump is saying? Do you know what Republicans and conservatives are saying? I'm sorry, man. The conservatives right now are saying vote. The conservatives right now are saying appoint the Supreme Court nominee. Donald Trump is saying with respect to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And the left is saying burn it all down. High profile blue checkmark leftists posting people's like private information, marching to their homes. Is that what the American people want? Now, maybe they'll cheat. I don't know. Maybe they're going to cheat and then Trump can't win. But I'll tell you this. I have to imagine regular Americans. You know, uh, I've talked to so many people who have told me that the riots really flipped them away from the Democrats. They are sick and tired of the violence. They are sick and tired of the media and the smears. They just don't care. The Democrats have pushed them too hard and they're pushing harder and harder every day. I think about it like this. You come to me and say, yo, orange man is bad. I'm like, man, you're right. He is kind of bad. And you go, yeah, right. Yeah. And then you start screaming it again. Say the orange man. I'm like, okay, dude, I get it. He's bad. Then they start beating me over the face with it nonstop all day, every day, nothing else. And finally, I'm like, enough. Let the poor guy have a chance to do his job. I've heard people tell me that too, that they don't know much about politics, but the media just, it won't stop picking on him. So now they're like, give him another, give him a chance. Maybe, maybe the media this time will leave him alone. He can do his job. 
And so what do you see right now? Regular people. Okay, I'm a left leaning independent voter. I, that's, that's been the case for a long time. I'm kind of, the, you know, I'm the milk toast fence sitter. And uh, look, I didn't want to vote for Trump. I supported Tulsi and Yang in the primary. I, you guys probably know that if you follow my content. And uh, with the riots, I was just like, I can't, I can't do it with these people. Because Kamala Harris was soliciting donations for them. Joe Biden's staff was doing the same. Joe Biden wants to come out and denounce it. He won't say Black Lives Matter. He won't say Antifa. And now his own supporters are screaming, burn it down. It's for Trump. That's it. You, you know what? There's, what are they going to say at this point? They go to, there's, I can't imagine a debate will happen. Donald Trump's going to go debate Joe Biden. And he's going to say, Joe, every one of your supporters on, on, on social media, they're calling for violence. They're calling for riots. They're saying, burn it down. This is war. What do you have to say about that? Well, you know, I disavow. You just call him out by name. What about your staff bailing these people out? That's a lie. You're a liar, Joe Biden. Check this out. Blue check mark. Dr. Dana Hanna, block the nomination and burn it all down. Phil That Remains tweets this uh, exchange from Alyssa Mastro. I realize I'm basically a stoner who makes jam at this point, but uh, Schumer is going to shut down the Senate or we burn it down, right? This can't be a foregone conclusion. Laura Bassett, if McConnell jams someone through, which he will, there will be riots. Bo Willman, we're shutting this country down if Trump and McConnell try to ram through an appointment before the election. Reza Aslan, if they tr- even try to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg, we burn the entire effing thing down. Then we have Aaron's book, Daddy File, saying, F no, burn it all down. You have M. McFarland, burn Congress down before letting Trump try to appoint anyone to SCOTUS. More, more posts. And these are just regular. Uh, I think this, might, I don't know, who's this one? Not a blue check mark. I don't think you morons understand. So maybe let me try to be clearer. Do this. And it's M. Effing war. Charlotte Clymer. Democrat, uh, uh, progressive, we're now walking to Mitch McConnell's house to protest. Are you nuts? You know what, man? Even if I wanted Democrats to win on some kind of policy, you know, you know, Joe Biden's talked about like legalizing pot or something. <laughs> I don't even know at this point because it doesn't matter to me. We can have the pot conversation later. And I tweet about it all the time that nonviolent drug offenses should be, should be, uh, 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 drug offenders should be released, pardoned, etc., with review because there's plea agreements. It's a little bit more complicated, but I'm 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 very libertarian on the issue of uh, 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 nonviolent drug offense. Joe Biden's got a strong stance there. Well, not a strong stance, but he's got he's got that issue listed on his site. We can't even have a conversation about it because these people are screaming in my ears like psychotic, like like lunatics. And they're running around like chickens with their heads cut off and banging on walls like a like a zombie NPC horde, just like gargling. And I'm just I, I can't I can't have a conversation with you guys. The other night we did on the IRL podcast. I have Drew Holden, who is a, a, a great a political commentator. He's on Twitter. You can check him out. And we were talking and I'm like, you're like a, Chris, a Catholic conservative. And he's like, yeah, I'm like, man, I'm like a secular liberal. Here we are having a good conversation about liberties, moral foundations, what we do next as a country, who should win. And we are like not aligned on political policy issues, tax issues or, or, or like issues of life versus, you know, pro-life versus pro-choice. And here we are having a good old time laughing with each other, being like, these people are nuts. So what am I supposed to do? I'd love to get a, you know, uh, it's, it's, you know what I got to tell you, man, it's insane that I would even consider calling uh, these people liberals or moderates because I want a liberal. I, I, I am liberal. I want someone who represents me, but we don't have that. Joe Biden's sleepy, creepy Joe's fallen asleep and everyone around him is screaming at the top of their lungs, like blood curling screams. And I actually got a, uh, 
a tweet to show you. It's this image. Another sane reaction to RBG's death. This video is going insanely viral. This is, I'm sorry, man, with all due respect to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, because I think she led an incredible life and she was one of the strongest people to ever serve this country. And that's true, man. I mean, that's, that's a fact. She, she pushed through, she had cancer several times, she had operations, she had sickness, and she refused to back down. She stood her ground. And eventually she just, you know, she, she passed. Everybody has their time. So I have tremendous respect for her. And uh, I disagree with some of the things she probably stood for. Yeah. Uh, admittedly, a lot of the work she did was well before my time and well before I was even alive. What we're seeing now is, I guess, as people are describing it, it's like Donald Trump winning all over again. I mean, as Drew, Drew said on the podcast last night, this woman posting this video where she's just screaming, why would you make this video? I'm a regular dude, right? I guess not. I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I've, I've thought about my political opinions form in my, my stupid little closet studio. Uh, uh, it's not really. But uh, they, 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 for, I, they form by me reading a bunch of different news sources. I don't sit down and have conversations with a few close friends and talk to them about what they think. I don't have uh, uh, co-workers where I'm like, what do you think? I read the news. I come up with ideas. And I just want a moderate individual. Donald Trump has been moderate, but he's also a populist. And he's also a nationalist. These people are unhinged. I don't, I don't look. I would rather walk up to a Trump guy, like a 50, 55 year old guy with a big old beer belly. And he's got a Trump, Trump, Trump shirt on and he's waving a flag and he's like sitting in a rascal. and He's got like a six pack of beers and a big hoagie. And he's like, <laughs> America. And I'm like, I can talk to that man. I can walk up to him and be like, you love America, sir. Yeah, you betcha. America. I'm like, all right, that, I, I get that. Right. And he can be like, you know, God's guns and, and, you know, and Trump or whatever. And I'll be like, that I understand. It's a, you know, not the most articulate conversation, but uh, it's calm, ras- rational, and you've expressed your, your, your sentiment. You walk up to these people and they're going, ah! okay, I, <laughs> I have no idea what you're doing. And you're just riding and, 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 and burning everything down. So Phil's got another post. Uh, look, there's, there's another guy. I mean, look at, look at this. It's just burn Mitch McConnell's house down. This guy, this guy tweeted this. Mount up, you dare try and replace her right now, and there will be war. That's a promise. Okay. Regular America. Regular people. Undecided voters. Please. You know what, man? Uh, I, I just think Trump has to win. I do. I've had so many conversations with people about, you know, who ends the riots and what needs to be done. And sure, let me tell you this. Maybe these people will stop rioting if you give them what they want and bend the knee. But do you want to live on your knees or do you want to live on your feet? A Donald Trump presidency just shuts all this down. He, sh- he shut down the riots for at least a week. The riots came back and I crushed them. I mean, you got to watch these videos. They, they did a flanking maneuver with a smoke screen. I've never seen anything like, anything like it at any protest. The, the amount of Antifa that showed up in Portland was like nothing. It was like 10 or 12 people. And they had like, marching with their little umbrellas. Morons. People on their balcony apparently like threw an egg down at them. And they're like, we got you on camera, man. It's like, shut up. Nobody likes you. You people are insane. Regular, I, 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 I order stuff from Portland. Because they do actually have some really great small business, some food and stuff. And, and these are regular people. I, I, ordered, I ordered something recently from a company that produces sauce. And in it, they, they said, uh, the receipt says, thank you so much. God bless America. And I'm like, here, here. I'm not religious. I do love America. But I respect you saying God bless America. I, to- I, you know, I, I, I'm, totally, uh, I'm totally for that. I get it. 
There's to me nothing offensive or shocking about saying that. These people want to burn and destroy everything. So regular people, we're at a point now where, you know, I've talked to some, some people and they've said, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know if Trump should win. He's kind of crazy. And I'm like, listen, three historic peace agreements, withdrawing our troops. I am happy with that. All right. There's a lot of things he hasn't done right. I get it. There's a lot of things he could do better. You know it. But compare that to Biden. What's Biden going to do with these people? He's going to say, oh, look, look, fat, you want to burn it all down? I'll give you whatever you want. Here's my wallet. Just please don't. You know, come on, man. Is that what you want? Or do you want the guy who's going to be like, no, no, excuse me. Lock them up. Lock them up. Send in the troops. I don't I don't I don't work under duress or threats. Now, Donald Trump has put out these videos and ad campaigns. It's all Republicans saying in Biden's America, there will be violence and destruction. I think there will be a little bit. I do. But I do think the violence will be worse under uh, if, if Trump gets reelected. But it's because it's them. It's not Trump supporters doing this. It's not regular Americans. It's not independent voters like us. It is lunatic far leftists who are running around burning everything down because they demand we give into their terror. No. I say to you, America, tell these people no. Tell them to F off. If they think we as Americans are the kind of people who will drop to our knees and plead, please just, I'll give you anything you want if you stop rioting. No, we're the country that stood up, locked and loaded and said, hey, Britain, <laughs> F you. That's what America's all about. And we've created a, a truly amazing country we have. These people want to burn it all down. Let them have it. Let them say it and let Trump go in with law enforcement like they're supposed to and arrest the criminals who would try and destroy our lives. Let's get back to business. Let's live our lives again. Let's find out how to be there for our friends and our families. Let's not let these people put put a, a figurative knife to our throats and scream in our ears at close range. You better give me what I want or else. Because you know what my response would be? I would let, I would rather die on my feet than live on my knees. We are Americans. This country was founded on individual liberties, the, the consent of the governed, and you will not extort us. So I hope. So I hope. It could very well be that a lot of people are scared. You know, I, I've really had these, con I've had conversations with, uh, with people who are like, I just want the violence to stop. I'm scared. And I said, do not give in. If you negotiate with terrorists, they realize it works and they will keep doing it. You tell them, screw off. You will never coerce me. In fact, you come at me with threats. I'm going to go vote for Trump. Congratulations. You wanted to burn down these cities. I said, okay, then I'm voting for Trump. Is that what you wanted? No, you thought you were going to force me to vote for your guy by threatening me. I'll go vote for Trump. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell other people to vote for Trump. For every for every one person you try to coerce into voting for Joe Biden because you think he's going to be amenable or, or he's going to be uh, malleable to your causes and you can push him in a progressive direction. You want to threaten people? Then I will go out and try and convince two more people to replace the one you coerced. I've never been a big fan of Donald Trump. And we had this conversation last night that Trump d does not have the professional demeanor. He's he doesn't have the integrity that, you know, he's he is a, a an off the cuff entertainment personality. And that was big for a lot of people because, you know, this is the highest office in the land, maybe even the world for a lot of people. And we got Donald Trump. But you know what? A good point to be made. 
as much as I can disagree with all that stuff and I can roll my eyes at it and go, oh, here we go again with Trump. And, you know, well, I need something effective right now. And Trump is effective. The economy was fantastic up until the COVID hit. I am going to blame Trump for a natural disaster, but they're counting on you forgetting. That's the game. They're counting on you forgetting because in an election year, month, a month is a lifetime. 2020, what does it feel like? 10 years already. And at the same time, time is flying by. It's kind of a weird year, huh? But they're hoping that you forget three years of prosperity. They're hoping you forget three years of the best numbers of our lives. I won't forget that. And Americans, for the most part, aren't either. That's why Trump is winning on the economy. So you want to come and, and, and point a figurative gun to my head. I'm not playing these games, dude. I'll vote for Donald Trump. You see, here's a statement from the president on the passing of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. He says, today our nation mourns the loss of a titan of the law. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg served more than 27 years as an associate justice of the Supreme Court of the United States. Notably, just the second woman to be appointed to the court. She was a loving wife to her late husband, Martin, and a dedicated mother to her two children, renowned for her brilliant mind and her powerful dissents at the Supreme Court. Justice Ginsburg demonstrated that one can disagree without being disagreeable towards one's colleagues or different points of view. Her opinions, including well-known decisions regarding the legal equality of women and the disabled, have inspired all Americans and generations of great legal minds. A fighter to the end, Justice Ginsburg battled cancer and, and other very long odds throughout her remarkable life. Our thoughts and prayers are with the Ginsburg family and their loved ones during this difficult time. May her memory be a great and magnificent blessing to the world. With tremendous respect, Trump, and with tremendous respect to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I, this is the kind of stuff that uh, I like and is inspirational. Donald Trump giving a professional and heartfelt statement on the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. There are a lot of Trump supporters who are making jokes and posting memes and mocking her death and things like that. And I, 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 do, I absolutely detest it. But the one thing they're not doing is calling for violence. And so I'm sorry if you told me I got two people in front of me, one guy's mocking and laughing this woman who died and the other person's lighting a fire. I'm going to be like, I'm going to go with the mean dude because he's not hitting anybody. You can say mean words, man. It doesn't affect me. I'll go about my business. But if I stand next to that guy, you're going to burn my house down. I, re- I have tremendous respect for the statement Trump put out. Uh, Joe Biden also gave a statement that was also you know, heartfelt as well. I just don't think Joe Biden's got it. And I think these people who support him are insane. So. I just uh, I, I do think we're headed towards riots, man, I think. Uh, but I think Trump is going to crush them like we saw in Portland. It, 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 I'm, I'm not kidding with these videos, man. I hope we make it through November. huh? I got to say my, my final thought, just to reiterate one more time, all of these lunatics screaming, burn it down. This is war. They're going to go out and riot because Mitch McConnell's going to push through a, a nominee and Trump will be uh, happy. He will. Because you will have proved his point just before the election that the left is a bunch of violent lunatics who want to burn everything down unless they get their way. And the American people do not give in to that coercion. Many do. But America is founded on defiant people who march around refusing to wear masks. I get it. In big cities, they wear their masks. But the point is, we, we, we've, we, are, we are pioneers. This country was founded on people who left their homes this is the, the great melting pot of the world from the, the original colonists all the way to the immigrants and everybody who came here, who left where they were to find a new life, to challenge themselves, but find that American dream. And they did. It's because they said, I know what I have to do to find a better way. They're not the people who say, I'm going to take this lying down. They're not the people who were facing a despotic home country and said, I guess I'll just sit here and take it. No, they got up and they changed their circumstances. The country was founded on this. 
And even the immigrants who come here every single day are following that same path that I want these freedoms and I want the American dream. These are people who stood up and said, I will take action. You will not coerce us. I'll see you all at 1 p.m. on this channel in the next video. Thanks for hanging out. It was literally only a couple of weeks ago that Joe Biden was panicked, rushing full speed out of his basement to try and address the riots. He was desperate to frame this election around covid. But the far left couldn't help themselves. They went nuts and started burning things down with near impunity because these progressive district attorneys would not do anything about it. To talk about backfiring on the left at a time when they need every single vote possible. What are they doing? Ocasio-Cortez says Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death should radicalize Democrats and make electing Joe Biden the focus, saying, I don't care if you don't like him. Poor choice of words. And I also got to say, AOC, you got millions upon millions of followers, but these people do not learn. The far left is driving people away. So here's why I bring up Joe Biden and his running out of the basement. They knew the riots were bad. They knew their internal polling was hurting. And Joe Biden was worried he had lost his message. He couldn't go after Trump in this one weak spot. Why? Because the far left are like the whiny babies who won't shut up. And the Democrats keep saying, okay, okay. So imagine you got a little kid running around smashing everything up. And now everyone's mad at you. It's like, dude, get a hold of your kid. Well, you know, you know, he's he's a unique snowflake. And the far left are radicals. They want to completely overhaul and replace the system. Most Americans don't want this. They just want jobs and health care at a time when you need every single vote, because here's what the Democrats want. They want to stuff the courts. They want to give D.C. statehood and Puerto Rico statehood and more senators. They want to dramatically alter the system. Okay, fine. I get it. You want to do that. You don't like losing. The last thing you should do is be calling for people to be radicalized. But I guess that's the plan, huh? So what do you think is going to happen when people see the radicals taking over the Democratic Party? Uh, the moderates are going to vote for Trump. The left-leaning independents and more right-leaning Democrats, and I don't mean like actual right-leaning, I mean among the Democrats, those who are closer to the center are the more right-leaning ones. They're going to vote for Trump because you've got them literally not only calling for riots, but for political radicalization. Here's a story from the Daily Mail. Now, I, I, I do want to say, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people who are going to say something like, oh, but Tim, she's not really saying like radical in the sense of burning down everything like the far left does. I don't care what you think she means. I don't care what she was trying to say or what you think she was trying to say. What matters is that she literally said it. Now is not the time. And I tell you what, though, man, they say never interrupt your enemy when they're making a mistake. Not okay. I'll 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 be not so hyperbolic in this. I don't want to view anybody as my enemy. And if if AOC wants to call for this stuff, she's she's within her rights to do so. But I just feel like it's almost it's it's sheer absurdity that they know better by now, or they should know better. Doesn't matter. They want to make sure the Democrats lose now and for generations to come. Rep. Alexander from the Daily Mail. Rep. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez has said. The death of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg should radicalize Democrats, urging her supporters to vote for Joe Biden, whether they like him or not. Let this moment radicalize you. 
Ocasio-Cortez, a New York Democrat, said in a 40-minute Instagram live video posted late on Friday, which was viewed by more than 1.5 million people in 12 hours. Oh, what don't they understand? Okay, what did she mean by radicalized? I guess you could say that she's uh, she's really just saying activate you. But radical means something specific. It means to take a more dramatic position to completely overhaul or change a system. And it's typically associated with people who get violent or take direct action. Maybe it was a gaffe and a big mistake. That doesn't matter. Maybe she really intended it. Doesn't matter. It's that 1.5 million people heard her say, let me tell you this. Not every single one of those people who watched that live stream is a radical or just some Democrat going, I will be radicalized. How many of these people are regular Democrats saying, oh, here's AOC giving a statement, heard her say this and went, yikes, man, I just I just don't want this. Maybe maybe Trump's going to lose. Maybe the Democrats will take the Senate, the House, the presidency and then stuff the courts and then the Republicans lose everything. I tell you this, man, the Democrats got that advantage. They know that if they win the Senate and the presidency, they will pack the courts. What does that mean? Right now, there are nine justices. They want to add two more. So, so they can uh, counter the two justices put on by the Republicans. Then you'd, then you'd have 11. And they would just nominate whoever they want and put more liberals on the court. Some are saying 13, 15, just, just do as many as possible. Then we can dominate the court by packing it once we control the system. It's, it's called civil war, man. It's political civil war. We're not at the point where people are, you know, shooting each other or anything like that. And hopefully it never happens. But we're at a point right now where they're straight up saying we must take control of this government and overhaul the entire system. How many regular people want that to be the case? And how many regular people are going to say, dude, they've lost their minds? She says, quote, let this be let this moment really put everything into stark focus, because this election has always been about the fight of and for our lives. And if anything, tonight is making that more clear to more people than ever before. It's earth shattering, this kind of vacancy, she said, of the spot now open on the nation's highest court, which opens a path for President Donald Trump to nominate a replacement for the liberal justice with the presidential election just weeks away. You know, uh, let me let me read more of her quotes. She said this kind of vacancy and this kind of tipping point is the difference between people having reproductive rights and the government controlling people's bodies for them, she said, referring to the fight over abortion. It's the difference between us having a future and our climate or not. And the timing of this vacancy is extremely unsettling and scary to a lot of people. Ocasio-Cortez, the freshman leader of the so-called squad of progressive House Democrats, said the Ginsburg, that Ginsburg's death represented, quote, a tipping point and urged her followers to action, saying, I need you to be ready. Ready for what? Radicalization? What does that lead to? We've already seen all of these people calling for riots. No president is the, is the answer, she said. You are the answer. Mass movements are the answer. She encouraged her supporters to take action by double checking their voter registration, urging friends and family to vote and volunteering their time and talent to organize for the election. Based on what she's saying, I think she's just trying to say activate people. And if that's the case, that with respect, with respect, I get it. You want people to wake up and go uh, take action to do the right thing and make sure you win your political fight. I totally respect that. The idea that Democrats, however, on Twitter and on social media are calling for riots and saying if they win, they're going to dramatically alter our system of governance because they don't like the fact that people voted for Republicans. Well, that's scary. And that's what radicalization really is. So forgive me if I don't give her the benefit of the doubt when she says, go, go vote and everything. 
and be radicalized. Well, I know what the radicals do, man. The radicals go out and cause damage and they hurt people. And this is what you can expect. What, what do you think happens when you Google search Democrats too far left? Oh, yeah, here we go. CNN, half of Americans think Democrat Party is too far left. Obama warns Democrats against going too far left. Opinion, Democrats have swung too far left. Some friendly advice from Republican, Democrats shouldn't go too far left. Democrat candidates reject Obama's warning of going too far left. Will the Democratic Party go too far left? Yes. And AOC is using Ruth Bader Ginsburg to make sure that happens. Obama, come on, man. Don't, don't, don't Democrats love Obama? They do. He's got like a 97 approval rating to this day among Democrats. And they won't listen. They won't. They, 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 they want to uh, be radical. I think it's because AOC actually is a far left candidate. Of course she is. She's a Democratic Socialist, a card carrying member. And it's remarkable. I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, this viral video from 2018 of Tucker Carlson talking to Dr. Cornell West. Uh, a tremendous respect to both of these individuals. It was a brilliant conversation. And Cornell West basically said Democratic Socialism is making sure that every person, regardless of race, color, whatever, will, will live with dignity and access to resources. Tucker Carlson said, if that's what it is, then I'm all for it. Clip. That's where it stops. It goes viral saying, aha, see, democratic socialism is amazing. Tucker Carlson agrees. And what they don't tell you is that democratic socialism is not social democracy. It's quite literally seizing the means of production. That's what socialism wants. When the public controls all of the means of production, they can't define where the means of production begins and where it ends. For instance, I have a camera in front of my face right now and a microphone in front of my mouth. Is this the means of production? Yes. I don't have a factory. I'm sitting in a room and I'm talking. I'm producing things using these tools. Should someone else own them? I've asked many socialists. I've got many different answers. That's what Ocasio-Cortez is all about. But democratic in front of that word means they're trying to coax you into voting for these things. And I respect that. I do. What's the alternative? Violent socialism? No, I don't want that you know, jackboot authoritarian socialism. No, if you can convince people to hand over their rights, those people, unfortunately, were, were manipulated. And I think you will expect some violent resistance because it doesn't work. Socialism and communism don't work. But at least they're doing it through a nonviolent way. I, for one, think it's wrong to lie to people, mislead them into taking things and gaining power from them. I think the democratic socialists actually are in favor of this. They know they lie and manipulate. And I mean, that's that that's that that's the point of being a democratic socialist, convince people to give up their rights to private property. They do not believe in private property. They've redefined the term saying personal property. What does that mean? Uh, well, your shoes are your personal property, but uh, your I don't know, camera, I guess, would be the means of production. So anyway, without getting too much into this, and I want to move on to the next subjects, the, the gist is. Forgive me if I don't believe AOC when she says that, you know, when, when, when she tries to make it seem like we just want people to vote. She says get radicalized for a reason. And we know what happens with radicals from the Daily Signal. Check this out. Black Lives Matter linked to 91 percent of riots over three months. Study finds they say the Black Lives Matter movement is linked to more than nine in 10 riots across the country, according to a recent study. The U.S. experienced 637 riots between May 26 and September 12th. And 91% of those riots were linked to the Black Lives Matter movement, according to the U.S. Crisis Monitor, a joint project of the Armed Conflict Location and Event Data Project and the Bridging Divides Initiative at Princeton University. 49 states, not counting Washington, D.C., experienced riots that 
uh, during that time period. The study found California led the nation with 86 riots during that time, closely followed by Oregon with 79 riots during that time period. The data show 7% of Black Lives Matter linked events have turned violent, according to the data. The project defined riots as demonstrations in which any demonstrators engaged in violently disruptive or destructive acts, violence, looting, vandalism, as well as mob violence in which violent mobs target other individuals, property, business, or other groups. Black Lives Matter linked events were defined as, quote, demonstrations that have a local BLM group involved when the main issue of the demonstration concerns the police killing of a specific uh, black person, George Floyd, Brenna Taylor, when the main issue of the demonstration concerns police brutality against black people in general, or when the demonstration is in solidarity with the movement in the USA against police brutality against black people. Black Lives Matter Global Network, the national arm of Black Lives Matter, has seen an explosion in financial support from celebrities and large corporations since George Floyd died after a Minneapolis police officer knelt on his neck for more than eight minutes, according to video from the May 25th incident. Some Black Lives Matter leaders have declined to condemn rioting and looting. In fact, many have actively supported it. Many uh, in Chicago, for instance, said that it was reparations. Right now, more than ever, the Democrats need to make sure they can muster up every single vote. I'm sorry, I don't think they'll be able to do it. From Fox News, Minneapolis business owners worry about being looted again as riots weigh on minds of voters. Business owners are concerned rioters might destroy what they've built for a second time. I'm sorry to hear it, man. I feel bad for a lot of these people, but I got out. That's why I'm in a new place. We're setting up a new studio. Things are slowly coming together. And I realize you got to get away from the cities. Everybody kind of knows it. The left is, is, is unhinged. They're out of control. Let them have their cities. Fine. You want to ride? You want to do your thing? It's all you. I'm out. I'm out. But there are a lot of people that can't just up and leave. And they have businesses. In Minneapolis, this, these riots may lead to Trump winning Minnesota. He's already gain, gaining favor in the Iron Range. This is an area in north, I believe it's northeast Minnesota, big union town. It's not, not union town, but like huge union area, a whole bunch of towns, all union Democrats. All of a sudden, they're endorsing Donald Trump. Six mayors in the Iron Range endorse Donald Trump. When you add the riots to Minneapolis, they move to defund the police. Remember this? They moved to abolish their police department. Crime skyrocketed. And now the city council members are council members are all freaking out saying, why aren't the police doing their job? And it's like, yo, because you moved to abolish them. So they're 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 staggered. They're uh, they're they're hurt. They're not capable of dealing with this stuff. So here's a story from Fox News. They say as Minneapolis businesses struggle to clear rubble from their storefronts, Business owners are concerned the rioters might destroy what they've built for a second time if they rebuild. Don Blyley, owner of Uncle Hugo's Science Fiction Bookstore, just started demoing what's still standing of his store and clearing the rubble. But he says he may wait until after the trial of the four police officers charged with the death of George Floyd before rebuilding. Quote, if the mob does not like the decision of the jury, we could have rioting again. And I don't want to be burned out a second time, bro. I'm sorry to say it, man, but they're calling for riots now over Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And if Donald Trump appoints a conservative Republican, someone like Amy Coney Barrett, a devout Catholic, they are going to burn everything down. They've told us this. They're not lying. They're being honest. They're politicians in in, in Congress. AOC say get radicalized. There will be riots. They are saying they're going to riot. 
And there is a riot plan for tonight in Portland. And I have to imagine it's going to be massive. It's going to be so much worse than we've seen. And I'm worried about it, man. I am. Especially when you see like in one week, the Proud Boys are going to be going down to the Portland area. This is a recipe for just absolute disaster. A disaster is, is, a, is an understatement. They say Bliley told Fox News his collection of over 100,000 rare sci-fi books, comics and magazines burned along with his, wow, decades long investment in the store. He estimates his damage is uh, uh, from rioters more than $1 billion. A rare collection of, of, of sci-fi books and magazines can never be replaced. No insurance, nothing. You can't get it back. And if he rebuilds, they're going to riot again and they're going to burn it down again. And we've already seen some of these other videos, man. Some of these people are not rioting. They're, they're, they're breaking into, uh, in, in Portland, I think, there was a toy store, a rare collectible store. They broke in, stole stuff and fled. Just two people. It's just some of these people are just criminals manipulating the circumstance. So when AOC calls for this stuff, it's irresponsible. We should now is not the time to be saying start a riot. And now is not the time to be saying to 1.5 million people to get radicalized. I want to be fair and say maybe she just meant activated, but I'm sorry, man. It's a rock and a hard place. And while I can respect anyone saying activate, get political, you know, fill out the paperwork and make sure you vote. That's fine. But radicalization, we've been arguing against this for so long. The news, the New York Times, the, Wall, uh, uh, the New York Times and many other leftist outlets have said YouTube and Facebook, they radicalize people. It's bad. We got to stop it. I agree. Yeah, we want moderation, not radicalization. So I'm, I'm I, 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 you know, this whole day is is just more and more about what the uh, what the Democrats are doing in terms of going off the rails and a lot to do with uh, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I couldn't believe it when I saw an article where she I, I don't watch her live streams to call for people to get radicalized, man. When I'm, I was reading this story about Minneapolis and I'm like, oh, this is an interesting story, you know, because we can talk about how this might impact the Democrats in Minnesota. You want to tell me Joe Biden's going to win? I'm not buying it. I'm really, really not buying it. And maybe they'll cheat and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the country just likes the riots. Maybe regular people like watching everything burn down. Maybe regular people like watching AOC radicalize, tell people to get radicalized. Maybe people like all of this. Or maybe they've had enough. I kind of think based on my conversations with people, they've had enough. You know, what was really surprising to me is in, in my normal course of business, I talk to a lot of media companies and I always expect them to be leftists. I mean, because you look at the like, I don't know if you guys saw Spotify employees are like trying to get Joe Rogan canceled saying like, oh, look what he did. Look what he's saying. And, you know, he had a transphobe on or something like that. And then I talk to these companies and people say things like, man, why do why do why does YouTube allow you to do your thing? And I'm like, I don't know. But then I talk to people at Google and they're like, you got a lot of fans here, man. And I think it's just look. We want most people, I think, probably lean a little bit left on a lot of issues, but we don't want radicals. We don't want rioting. We just want health care and civil rights, man. You know, it's funny because I, I remember, uh, I think it was Kyle Kalinske who posted this meme and it was like, I don't know, Joe Biden saying something. And then there was like the sad, uh, you know, what's the, what's the guy called? I forgot the name of the meme guy, but the, like the really frumpy sad guy saying, all I want is health care. And I'm like, it's that simple, dude. It really is. But we can't even have an argument about health care when our cities are being burned to the ground. Because I'll tell you what, 
If I get sick, if I get, you know, uh, uh, heaven forbid, some kind of appendicitis. There you go. That's a simple thing, right? Well, then I have to be like, whoa, I need to go to the hospital. But I can't even think about going to the hospital for any kind of ailment if someone's trying to burn my house down. If the hospital's being burned down, I don't think they're burning down hospitals. But the point I'm saying is your immediate physical safety trumps your, you know, uh, emergency procedure. If I've got, you know, like, like, let's say somebody has cancer and they need treatment for it. You can't go to the hospital if people are running around throwing firebombs at buildings. You're first and foremost, you got to protect yourself from physical danger in the immediate and then go to the hospital. So I think most regular people just want simple policy changes, like maybe a public option, maybe expanding Medicare. I think regular people that lean left are not hardcore far left progressives. They don't want a Green New Deal. They don't want to ban fracking. Most people don't know or care about it. People are concerned about the environment. They want to make sure that we're doing right for our kids. They want to make sure they can get a good job and they want to make sure they can pay their medical bills. When AOC comes out and says get radical and the far left calls for riots, you alienate everyone. And then you see the people of Minneapolis. What are they going to say? That's a Democrat stronghold. They're going to vote for Trump. Trump's the one who's calling for all of those things I just described. Trump's weak on health care. That's for sure. But this is uh, I'm not I, I, I can't say I'm surprised Democrats are spiraling. Let's just put it. Put, I'll just put it. I'll leave it like that. Guess what the next segment's going to be about? Yep, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Democrats, because Donald Trump has made the announcement. It's happening, and so is Mitch McConnell. Prepare for the fight of your lives. Maybe both politically, figuratively, and literally. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at YouTube.com/slash TimCast. It is my main channel, and I will see you all then. Somebody sent a package to Donald Trump. It was intercepted by law enforcement and it contained the poison ricin. I, I, I think the intent here is probably to scare the president, to let him know that people you know, would, would commit such a crime and to scare all of us. Because I really doubt something like ricin would make it past all of the security. I mean, we protect the president. But let me just tell you, man, oh, we'll, we'll go through this. I want to make sure we're being uh, rational and reasonable, as I often say. This is not the first time this has happened. It's happened several times. In fact, someone tried sending rice into President Donald Trump in 2018. Considering this just arrived, I don't believe it has anything to do with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It's just another in a long line of threats against the president. And now we are seeing escalating tensions. Even right now, across this country, Violent protests have started. I'm not necessarily saying riots yet because they're not that big, but we're, we're getting there. Many of you uh, may have noticed past weekend and today I have a different background. You know, I, I put some books up. They look kind of cool, right? Not that I've read them, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm far away. I look out my window right in front of me. Mountains. I'm gone, man. I, uh, I, along with many other people, could see the writing on the wall and I, I, I've talked about it several times, but I mean, take a look at what people are doing, man. How many people have you heard of who've already left Los Angeles? The, the, the Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro, they just left Los Angeles. Joe Rogan, Blair White, not the only ones. They're leaving. They're going to Texas. They're going to Nashville. And I'm out. I was in the Philadelphia area right now in Philly. It's just it's just it's it's just craziness. Somebody would send this to Donald Trump right, you know, right now, which means it could have been overnighted. So it probably means it happened before anyone knew anything about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But I tell you, man, I know it happened before, but watching the rage, the violence, the, the just just the, the insanity and the, and the unhinged nature of these leftists, I worry. 
I worry what happens even if Donald Trump does win, because Trump is going to have to invoke the Insurrection Act. We're going to have to stop these extremists. And and there are many. And there's going to be a lot of people who are radicalized because we have Ocasio-Cortez calling for their radicalization. So what do we do? The calls are coming from inside the House. I mean, that literally the House, the House of Representatives, the, the, the calls for radicalization are coming from inside the House. What do we do? You, do, you, do you go to her and say you're inciting people? What do you do? How do you stop the riots? How do you stop the attempts on the president? The best I could do is set up in such a way that I'm far enough away and secure so that I can have my recording studio. I can give I can share with you my thoughts and keep doing my work without being impeded by any of the extremism that's been spreading through these cities. Let's read the story from CNN, a package containing the poison ricin and addressed to Trump intercepted by law enforcement. Two tests were done to confirm the presence of ricin. All mail for the White House is sorted and screened in an offsite facility before reaching the White House. The FBI and Secret Service are investigating the matter. Ricin is a highly toxic compound extracted from castor beans that has been used in terror plots. It can be used in powder pellet mist acid form. If ingested, it causes nausea, vomiting and internal bleeding of the stomach and intestines, followed by failure of the liver, spleen and kidneys and death by collapse of the circulatory system. CNN has reached out to the White House and Secret Service for comment. It looks like law enforcement stopped this. Uh, thank you all so much who, who, who risk their lives every day. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to be a, a biochemist to explain to you the nature of ricin, but if it can be turned into a powder, what do you think happens if you open up a package and it pops and just sprays you in the face and the powder goes up in the air? That's scary stuff, man. And that's why we have law enforcement screening all of these packages. But it also says to me, to be fair, as much as we may be seeing chaos, violence, and as much as we may be more anxious than ever, the... Look, I think what whoever did this wasn't actually trying to to. Uh, well, I don't think they planned on it on succeeding. I think they wanted to succeed, whoever did this, but I don't think they planned on it because it's not the first time from The New York Times. Ricin suspected in mail sent to Trump and Pentagon officials. Now, this is back in 2018 in October. They, a federal authority said on Tuesday that they'd intercepted multiple packages suspected of containing ricin, a lethal substance addressed to Trump and at least two top Pentagon officials. In a statement on Tuesday night, the Secret Service said a suspicious envelope addressed to Trump was received at a facility outside the White House on Monday. All threats directed toward the president or any Secret Service protectee are treated seriously and fully investigated. The Secret Service did not specify that the envelope contained ricin, but said agents were working jointly with our law enforcement partners to fully investigate the matter. Now, here's the difference. They know it. Today, it's not suspected. They did the tests. They confirmed it. They confirmed it, man. I'm worried uh, about what happens next. You know, Donald Trump likes to joke, a uh, half joke. I mean, honestly, he's not really joking when he says that nobody was more hated by the, uh, by the press than him, except maybe Abraham Lincoln. I'm not sure I'm a fan of that uh, comparison because we know what happened to Abraham Lincoln. And Donald Trump is another, uh, I mean, look, I don't want to say civil war, but I guess we have to go there. We're at that point. We are. People are trying to, to, to hurt the president. And of course, I know people probably always would to some degree, but with the violence in the streets, with what happened in Portland when they hunted down that Trump supporter and killed him, 
Some people have already said that line has been crossed. I, I don't think it's, it's smart. And I don't think we want to go there comparing Donald Trump to Abraham Lincoln, but Trump himself does it. But that says a lot, man. I think we're headed towards, man, I, I think we really are headed towards civil war. Cause I'll tell you, you can tell me I'm silly. You can tell me I'm wrong. Based on everything that's happened in 2020, I really do feel like it's possible that they, we, we don't replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg and we go to the Supreme Court with a contested election and a 4-4 split. No one can solve it. The House is Democrat. Senate's Republican. Trump will be in his frozen election period with Joe Biden and the Supreme Court will have an, une- will have an even number of members so they can't break the tie. And then what happens? It defers to the lower court. And I guess then we'll see uh, what the lower court decided. If, if it comes to that, but we only have months, you know, normally something going to the Supreme Court can take decades, years. So what? We're going to rush through all the courts every like one day, next day, next day. I can't imagine we'd get it done right now. We have this tweet outside of Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's house. A crowd is getting bigger. LMPD trying to keep people on sidewalks. I'm not a fan. I don't like it when people go to Pelosi's house. I don't like it when, when the far left goes to the homes of politicians. We, 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 we can't be doing this right now because the, the potential for serious escalation is, is really, really high. I mean, what happens if one person throws a brick through, through McConnell's window? What happens if McConnell's sitting by the window, you know, sipping on a lemonade, iced tea, and someone just grabs a brick and throws it, hits him in the head? We cannot allow, like, you get one crazy person and it can change this country. It can destroy this country. We are sitting on a box of Tinder with a powder keg, but we're sitting on a powder keg stacked on top of Tinder and one spark and we all go up. We better, uh, they better be careful with this stuff, but I think we're going to see more violence. I hate to say it, but there's videos already popping up. We see in New York, people are fighting with cops. We see in, uh, um, in a, a bunch of other cities, man. The left has been calling for riots, and I'm surprised to see that the riots have already started. But let me tell you something. You know, the other day, I was talking with a friend, and I said, they announced Ruth Bader Ginsburg's passing on Friday at 7.30 p.m. You know, that usually means, it usually means they wanted to kill the story, and the story is actually from some other time. So when bad news comes, they put it on a late Friday night. So most people are out at the bar partying, watching movies, and they don't get the news. You put it up on a Tuesday afternoon, you're going to hit that cycle hard, hitting the ground running. But, I, but, but a friend said, I think it was, I don't think they're trying to downplay it. I think they're trying to upplay Ruth Bader Ginsburg's passing. And I was like, it's a Friday night. Oh, you put this news in on a Friday night. What do you, what do you get? Riots. You get Riots. The people had gone out and protested last night in Portland. They rioted in Portland. The cops arrested them. But this news just broke right before the weekend when the riots are typically the worst. So maybe the goal was to bury the lead among regular people and to inflame tensions among extremists, because that's what seems to have happened. And now right now, people are gathering gathering outside of McConnell's house. That's over the line, man. Don't don't go to people's houses. And now we're seeing in New York and a bunch of other places rioting and, and, and clashes with cops have already started into the middle of the day. Tonight's going to get crazy. I hope you are ready because tonight is going to get crazy. So that's why when I look at my window, I see a mountain. That's why I'm sitting in a different room and we're, we're, we're doing new work and we're expanding and we're getting away from the cities.
you know, my other place, my uh, my main hub, we uh, we had a skate park. You know, we were building out a set. We, we built out a set. We have a show and everything. But at a certain point, I'm, I'm internally grateful that, look, I've been trying to expand for some time. We've got a big facility now out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, we're, we're almost near full, you know, full, like, um, I'm going to call it a temporary setup because we're, we, we need to build a real studio, but we're going to do what we can to get out of these cities while we still can. And uh, maybe it's alarmist of me, sure, fine. But at least until like, I don't know, next June, I'm staying away from these cities. But yeah, yeah. So uh, look, I've been trying to expand for a long time. Last year, we, I, was unable to, I, I was unable to buy the building I wanted to. And now I'm extremely glad I wasn't able to. Because if I did, I'd be, I'd be stuck at the heart of these riots. And some of these riots are happening in Philly right now, and it's getting nuts. With this, with this escalation of violence and tension and extremism, I think tonight's going to be, I think, I think tonight might be one of the worst nights we see. We'll see how it plays out. But I think some people might lose their lives. I'll leave it there. I got a couple more segments coming up in a few minutes. I hope you guys are ready. And I will see you all shortly. Well, you know, I've been talking a lot about riots all day because they've been calling for them. But I'll tell you what's scary, and it's nobody's safe. No one is safe. Check out this story from the Daily Wire. You killed Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Leftists attack couple who had Supreme Court justice officiate their August wedding. Yep. I also got a video of an incident that occurred, I believe, in Philadelphia, where an anti-Trump Antifa guy wearing a mask with a baseball bat got attacked by Antifa. Maybe this is, um, I don't know, karma, comeuppance, or a sign that they have no organizational power. I mean, they do have organizational power, but, you know, not, not really that good compared to, say, like, I don't know, law enforcement or the military. But I think what we're seeing is that there's pros and cons to these stories. One, you can try and pretend to be on the left. You can try to keep your head down, but they will come for you. They will find a reason to come for you. Even if you're wielding a bat and helping them, they will still turn on you because they, they're meaningless. They're purposeless. They are just a mass of chaotic force going around, destroying things and threatening our lives. That story is really sad, man. A couple got married and I guess they were family friends of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Ruth decided to officiate their wedding. And it was considered to be a, a really great moment. But Ruth wasn't wearing a mask. So the left is coming after the couple saying, you did this. You did this. You brought her out. Psychopaths. Psychotic. And this breaks my heart. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she knew she wasn't long for this world. And I mean that with all due respect. She was fighting cancer. And these are family friends, my understanding. And so what? She thought the last, uh, one of the, the last great things she can do is officiate the wedding of a young couple who probably were really inspired by her. And the left would dare attack a choice Ruth Bader Ginsburg made. Something that she chose to give to people. I am sick of the far left dis- disrespect, dishonor, lack of integrity, lack of morals, and just spiteful rage that they would burn everything down just to say, yeah, yeah, I win. They are toddlers. They don't have any goals. They don't want anything other than to make you suffer. And they say, but we're the ones helping people. No, they aren't. They're burning down businesses. They're destroying lives and saying, we're for the working class. Where? Not one of these people are truly working class. Okay, I'm being facetious. Or, well, no, that, that was an exaggeration, not facetious. Of course, they are literally working class. But how many of them actually work? 
I don't see any plumbers. I don't see any tradespeople. I don't. What what, what do we get? We get ideologues, political activists and wealthy progressives from the suburbs, just like this couple that got attacked. The Daily Wire says a woman who had Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg officiate her wedding just weeks ago has been forced to make her Twitter account private after leftist trolls accused her of killing the late judicial powerhouse. Barb Solish of the National Alliance on Mental Illness was reportedly a family friend of Ginsburg, who, despite suffering from late stage pancreatic cancer, presided over her wedding to Danny Kazin, an associate with the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, family, friends and Democrats. They probably loved this woman. And it was truly an honor for them. One of the greatest days of their lives to not only get married, but to have Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She's a legend, dude. She is legendary. This was this was, you know, I, I look at things like this and it reminds me of what we used to have and what we could have that you can look up to the Democrats. You could look up to the liberals. You could look up to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You could smile on your face and say, we are people trying to live our lives. But this plague of psychotic, narcissistic personality disorder leftists needs to stop. Otherwise, the only choice I have is to go Republicans, I guess. And I think it's funny when they're like, Joe Biden, I guess. Yeah, Joe Biden. Yeah, right. You want to restore the wars? You want to restore the extrajudicial assassination? There was a woman from the OC, an actress, the show, the OC, who said, if if you if you're going to vote for these people like Kamala Biden or Hillary or whatever, and, and you and you don't realize they are the ones who made the systemic racism. They've been in in politics for 50 years. Well, not Kamala, but Biden and Hillary. It's been decades. They created it. And you're part of the problem with these people. They won't look through that. Trump's been a politician for three years, three and a half years. It's, it's ridiculous. Three and a half. And what do we get? A booming economy. And, and now they want to burn it down. They say Ginsburg was pictured without a mask on. People Magazine reports in photos that the bride posted to Twitter in early September. But an official account of the wedding notes that uh, both Solish and her then fiance Kazan had been tested for COVID before the ceremony, and both had tested negative, making it safe for the alien justice to attend their nuptials. Those assurances weren't enough for the Twitter crowd, who, incensed by the justice's death just weeks before the 2020 presidential election, lashed out at Solish on Twitter, accusing her of killing Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That face when you killed RBG to show off at your wedding. As if Ruth Bader Ginsburg didn't have her own agency as if she didn't make her own choices, as if she didn't choose to honor these younger people that were looking up to her. I'm sick of it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, let me show you this clip from the blaze. Antifa mistakenly destroys the car of a man who came to support their protest against the Proud Boys in Philadelphia. They smashed his windows, dented the body of the vehicle and threw projectiles all while he was trying to drive away as his dog barked inside. There was a dog in the back seat. And they were shattering the windows, probably spraying that dog with glass. And this guy was anti-Trump. You know, you laugh. I get it. It's funny. You do it to yourself. This guy showed up with a baseball bat. It was apparently threatening people. And then they turned on him because what, here's what I think happened. Some like regular lady, not an Antifa, yelled at him for having the bat. Rightly so. But then Antifa saw people yelling at him. So they confronted him, assuming that he was like a proud boy or something started calling him a Nazi, started chasing him to his car and trying to kick him and hit him. And then they smashed at his car. And you know what? I got to say, it's a, there's a bit of a schadenfreude here. You know why? Now he knows what it's like 
when he shows up with a weapon and threatens people. Now he knows what it's like to face the brunt of the psychotic mob of ravenous zombie people who have no original thoughts in their heads. Just rage. That's it. That's all they have. They've lost it, man. I've talked about it. You know, these people, you, you could, you could, you could go to, you, could, you go to one of these protests, right? I'm telling you, you go to one of these protests. I've seen this happen a million times. You point at any person and yell Nazi. He's a proud boy. And they will start beating that person. No questions asked. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. They will start beating that person. I've watched this happen. And I'd be like, who is that guy? I don't know, man. They're saying he's a Nazi. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't beat the guy if you don't know who he is. I was in uh, San Jose where I filmed a guy getting smacked over the back of the head with a bag of rocks. He was a Trump supporter. And I remember seeing this one dude who was wearing like a, a green sweater that looked kind of like a military style thing. He seemed like a Bernie supporter leftist and he was bleeding from the mouth. He said he got punched in the face because they thought he was a Trump supporter. And I was like, why would they think this? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it was, I don't think I talked to him. I think it was someone else got the video. So uh, let me clarify. I was kind of speaking off the cuff. You know, they were asked, you know, why did they hit you? And he said, I don't know. But uh, I remember talking to the guy who hit him the back of the head with the bag of rocks, and he, he didn't realize what was going on in this country. He was probably just a regular dude from, you know, a suburban area. Trump came into town. He wanted to go. And he didn't realize that violent hordes are going around and attacking people, even their own, even their own. So where do we go from here? Look, if they're, if they're going to chase random people, then you're then 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 you've you've got to stand up to these people. We 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 have to make sure that the Republicans take the Senate and the House and the presidency. But is that likely? I just don't know. I really really don't. I will say, with videos like this coming to surface, beginning to surface, what we're seeing in New York, the riots were bad for Biden, and I, I'm just I'm 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 continually shocked to see that the left's response to losing th- these elections is to resu- is to riot more. Nothing would help Trump more than rioting. And they've decided to do it. So you know what? Trump deserves it. Trump deserves to win. And he he deserves the right to enforce the law and shut all of this down because they couldn't stop. These people are insane. They attack their own. Even friends of Ruth Bader Ginsburg are not going to get a pass. Look at this. This woman tweeted. And yes, I will tweet this photo out. How dare this couple risked her fragile health for a photo op. Hope they are happy now. Barb Solish might have locked her account along with her husband, D. Kazan, but the internet is forever. Friends of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, two new Trump voters. Maybe now you, uh, th- these people will realize tweet is unavailable. Maybe now these, these, this, this cute wedding couple, they'll realize what it means to face the brunt of the leftists and you'll stop supporting them. For shame to all these people who ignored this and thought they could just say, you know what, I'm going to do whatever I want. And uh, I don't care if Antifa comes and smashes up your house. I'm going to keep my head down. They'll come to your house. They've been doing it. it was in Milwaukee. They came to some guy's house. He got arrested. He got arrested. That's right. Because he was drinking. And when they started shining lights and harassing him, he brandished a weapon. So the cops came and arrested him. That's it, man. Things are getting scary. Things are getting spicy. And the riots are going to kick up tonight. It's going to be nuts. I got one more segment coming up for you in a few minutes, and I will see you all shortly. You are not going to be able to convince me that the Democrats are on the level. I'm sorry. They're cheating. That's it. 
Recently, we heard that in Pennsylvania, they have essentially ended voter signature verification. <laughs> I don't even know what to say at this point. You know what that means? So I'll give you the, I'll give you the, the, the simple, uh, the, the simple opinionated version. It means that if they get a mail-in ballot and they open it and the signature looks nothing like the signature on file, they can't do anything. They have to accept it. Now, what, what they really are supposed to do is allow, it's got to be kicked off to somebody so it can go back to the original voter so they can fix the signature, which does what? Draws out the election by three months as they try and sort through millions of ballots and get them re-signed? Talk about broken. Take a look at this story from NBC News. Mail-in ballot law in Pennsylvania has driven out nearly a quarter of the state's top election officials. <laughs> I'm just over it. I'm so over it, dude. They're cheating. They broke the election on purpose. The race in the battleground state is expected to be a tight to be tight and top Pennsylvania election officials have already said not to expect results on election night. Amazing. They broke it on purpose and election officials are quitting over it. Look, man, there's going to be a civil war. Philadelphia, more than a dozen counties in Pennsylvania have seen election directors or deputy directors leave in the last year. Since a new law was passed to accommodate no excuse mail-in voting across the state, three county officials familiar with the movement tell NBC News. The General Assembly, the courts, and the governor have created a S-show of an election. Nobody truly understands what's what. Nobody has a grasp, said one official. The heightened concern comes after the Keystone State took weeks to report its primary results in June. And as local election officials face ever-changing demands on the election process this year, with less than 45 days to go until the general election, the race in the battleground state is expected to be tight and top Pennsylvania election officials have already said not to expect results on election night. There won't be an election. You need to get it. You need to understand it. And you know what? I love it. I posted this photo, man. I'm telling you, posted this photo of me with all my emergency food. I think I showed a picture of three years worth of like freeze dried food or whatever. Now, and OK, everybody's probably like, geez, Tim, what do you do with three? Because we have a work facility, we're going to have a ton of people. And it's, it's literally like here's what people don't understand about this emergency food. It's like hamburger helper. It's like you go, you go to this, you know, you go to the store and you buy like hamburger helper and it's just like noodles and powder and you put it in a pot with water. That's literally what I bought. So we, we, we just eat it like normal. Uh, we got a bunch of people, but it, but it, it, it comes with a free bucket, man. It's pretty cool. You keep the bucket. Anyway, listen, I'm half kidding. I really did uh, want to get emergency supplies, emergency water, first aid kit and move out of these cities. I'm sorry, man. You can make fun of me all day and night. I'll sit here and I'll, I'll just, I, you know, you know, the Bugs Bunny meme where he's like got his arms up and he's like, his eyes are glazed over and then he lifts the gun really like lazily and fires. That's me. You want to sit here and be like, oh, Tim, you're crazy. You're a prepper. Oh, you're, you're, you're unhinged and blah, blah, blah. I don't care. I literally, I don't care. You can think whatever you want about me, man. I've, I've, <laughs> I've never cared. I think it's funny that people think I do. I don't. Look, man, I take care of myself. Like you should. I wouldn't, I, I've often said I'd, I'd have, I'd have a whole lot of fun just living in my van out by the lake, going fishing in the morning, catching my own food, having a dog, minding my own business. That's what I'm all about. So I got out of that city and it's, and it's, and it's sad because we had a really great base of operations, but I'm telling you, man, I lived in the Philadelphia suburbs, but on the Jersey side in New Jersey, the governor issued a mandate, an executive order to do all mail-in voting. 
I'm like, what does that even mean? Where do I vote? How do I vote? How do I get a ballot? No idea. What if it doesn't come? I don't know. I was talking to a, a local who said, apparently New Jersey is going to have only one polling site in Newark. So if you want to vote in person, you got to drive up. I'm like, what? That can't be true. That's at least what the locals are saying. So take it with a grain of salt. It, it sounds like it's not correct. There's supposed to be some polling stations open, but maybe that's it. But where did they hear this and why are they thinking it? And if that's the case, what are people saying to each other? Nobody has any idea what to do on election day. I don't. And what about Pennsylvania? It's so bad that their election officials are dropping out. I tell you, man, you got a Supreme Court justice on the hook. This is one of the reasons Trump needs to fill that seat now, not tomorrow, not not like literally now. OK, I get it. It's not possible. What's today? Saturday, Monday, first thing nominee. And then I want the Senate to call it in and say we have confirmed done. End of story. You know why? This cannot be going on during the election. It cannot. We need to de-escalate. It's bad enough this is happening. Look at this. They say an email among a group of Pennsylvania directors of elections provided to NBC News shared that nearly one in four counties across the state has seen leaders in their election offices leave. At least one in Mifflin County left for a promotion to the Pennsylvania Department of State and has since been replaced. Okay, well, that doesn't mean anything. Others, though, left after the new state law around mail-in ballots was passed last fall or retired. And some of these positions are still left unfilled. Quote, the loss of so many county election officials in a single year, more than anything else, should be a canary in the coal mine for state level stakeholders to recognize that the current paradigm is unsustainable. The email reads in part, also warning that there's a potential for more officials to leave before November 3rd. Quote, the Department of State is taking every possible step to assist counties as they deal with the challenges. Wanda Morin with the PA Department of State, which oversees the state's electoral process, wrote in a statement to NBC News. Election administrators are a special group of people dedicated to doing the hard work of democracy. We are extremely grateful to those who continue that work, and we will continue to do everything possible to assist them and the new election personnel coming on board. You know what? I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. I think they're cheating. I think Trump's going to landslide. I think Trump would have had a landslide no matter what. I think the polls are fake. And I think what's happening now is Trump's going to win, and they're going to say, ah, but he didn't really win. He didn't really win because we had to count the ballots. And then what? All of these mail-in votes are in the hands of postal workers who endorsed Joe Biden. It's the perfect opportunity they need, because then what happens is they turn this election into a legal battle over which ballots are good and which ballots are bad. That's the game. Trump would have had a landslide, in my opinion. The polls were wrong last time. I think they're wrong today. Rasmussen has Trump plus seven. Maybe they're wrong, too. I don't know. But based on anecdotal evidence and based on data from Axios, The New York Times and Pew, it looks like Republicans made some gains and Trump's base is bigger. And if voter turnout is huge in blue states, doesn't matter. The electoral vote count stays the same. So what happens? Mail-in voting allows them to challenge any county they want. It's going to be legal. It's going to be this election is going to be decided by who has who has more lawyers. That's it. Can the Republican Party muster up more legal power than the than the Democrats? That's the real challenge. So here's what I mean to say. Let's say Donald Trump wins by like, let's say he wins the Electoral College and he narrowly wins the national popular vote. Joe Biden then goes to a swing state. 
targets a key area, several where he needs that he needs to to flip in order to flip uh, the state to him. Let's say the state on the on election night with the red mirage, let's say Michigan votes Trump, but they're a mail in voting state. So he then sees it and says, aha, that state was going to go to Trump based on in-person voting. We need to go in now and sue to block votes that might come from Trump supporters. You see how it works? That way they can draw it out with a legal battle as long as possible to make sure that only Democrat votes go through. I was talking to a friend who said it's the Republicans who are cheating. It's Trump who's cheating. And I said, but Trump isn't calling to change the rules, man. Trump isn't driving out election officials. Trump is saying, keep the system the same. Trump would have won. That's what I think. There's, there's no other reason why the Democrats would do this. Dr. Fauci and Burke said mail-in voting is safe. So what happens on election night? I tell you, man, nothing. I mean, nothing electorally, nothing in the electoral college, I guess. I don't know. We're going to see the red mirage. Trump's going to say we have a clear and decisive victory. Twitter's going to ban him. Facebook's going to ban him. And the establishment media and Democrats are going to say, nope, and then I, I, I wonder, I tell you, I think about COVID and how YouTube said you cannot say certain things about COVID or else. And a ton of YouTubers got permanently banned for saying things about COVID. That's crazy, isn't it? So what happens if Donald Trump wins? But YouTube says you cannot say Trump won because it's contested, blah, blah, blah. You're only allowed to say he lost. What do you think YouTubers are going to do? Well, the grifters are going to be like, I guess Trump lost. Lost. I want to lose my job. If Trump wins, I'm going to say he won. If Trump loses, I'm going to say he loses. But what happens when the scale is tipped in favor of these companies, in favor of Joe Biden? Facebook and Twitter have already announced that if Trump declares victory, they will flag or remove his posts. Just him, not Biden. So if Joe Biden wins, on election night. They're going to say, it's over. Joe Biden won. Have a nice day. Go home, everybody. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. What about the mail-in votes? Oh, we don't need those. Have a nice day. I'm not exaggerating. That's literally what they've said. And what happens if Donald Trump wins on election night? No, no, no. It's a mirage. Wait for the mail-in votes. Mail-in votes. Because it's going to be a legal battle. And that's why we got to get a Supreme Court, a Supreme Court justice in now. Now, now, now. Hope you all are ready. It's going to be fun, isn't it? Well, I'm going to go stare at some mountains and uh, sit back and enjoy the fact that I'm just out in the middle of nowhere and uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, go for a walk in the woods or something. It's worth it. I tell you what, I'll see you all tomorrow at 10 a.m. in the next segment, which will be on this channel. And thanks for hanging out. But I'll, I'll say one more thing. You know what, man? Just stay safe and, and be prepared. Be prepared for the worst. Everyone should be. Take care, everybody.